Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 20 of the Punk Till I Die podcast. I, I can hardly believe we've made 20. It seems like it was just, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago that we were brainstorming about coming up with some stupid new podcast. Neil, what are your feelings? 20 episodes. <laughs> you, you didn't even introduce me this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, whenever I say Liverpool, it's like it's like we might just have to drop the Tom trauma, Liverpool, Neil thing. And just, yep. you know, hopefully like Tom and Neil become so ubiquitous with, you know, yeah, punk think, rock that we don't even need our stupid made-up names anymore. I think I think that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so they I'm don't Neil. Hold the tongue, you know, <laughs> I'm Neil. The other guy you can hear is uh, is Tom, obviously. Um, yes. Yeah, number twenty. It, it's weird, right? Because uh, we were just throwing this idea around, you know, for like yep. just a couple of weeks, and then we just jumped in and decided to do it without really having any any plan. And this thing is like taken off, right? It's almost got like a life of its own now. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what to think about it. We were talking about this because it's like it's come to our attention that people are listening, <laughs> and that yes, and we that's had true. No, it has. We really have no idea how many people are listening, or we don't. We don't have. I, I'm sure there's a way we can figure that stuff out, but we haven't really tried because, we, like we said last week when we were talking to Matt, this was never about money for us. It was just a fun thing, so we never really cared about that kind of stuff. But. Um, yeah, it's come to our attention that people are listening, and that's kind of nerve-wracking because now it's like, man, should we stop and think about what we're saying? But and, no, and, we can't. And the, and the answer to that is absolutely far. not. Yeah, we and just so got... <laughs> we didn't get this far by thinking about what we were going to say, right? Uh, exactly. We come, we come, we come into every episode like an empty vessel. Exactly. <laughs> no, no idea well, what's going on. <laughs> and you know, and I think we, you know, we've we've had some guests on now, and I think we're going to have more. I think it's going to be kind of a something that we do a lot more regular than we have been as we're kind of finding our, our footing here. But uh, I think we have a way of putting people at ease and sort of <laughs> getting them to open up a little bit. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think so. And that's kind of important, right? Because you see it so is. many of these interviews that are just like, when was your last album out? What do you have to say about that? You know, those kind of stupid robotic questions that they've answered a million times yeah. instead of just sitting down and shooting the shit with, you know, with some uh, friends or potential friends or whatever, which is what this is basically, right? So you might not actually get much factual information out of it, but you'd get to know the person probably a little bit more, right? So Well, yeah, and what well, you know, the bigger names, they're only going to want to come on if they're promoting something. That's sad. And- they don't just well, want to talk to us. They don't want to shoot the shit with us. What's the matter with that? A couple of Midwesterners that nobody cares about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I don't think we're going to be getting any of the Dropkick Murphys or guys from Rancid on anytime soon. But you know, I think we could get. A, I think we're going to get some interesting, interesting people. And you know, the fact of the matter is, the guy from a band that the audience has never heard of might have a more interesting story than a guy from a bigger band. Well, you yeah, know? no, de- no, definitely. I mean, yeah, and uh, I think that's where you know we're trying to tell stories, and I think. I think we're kind of going to find a niche in that because we're not really the politically correct types. I think we're going to, maybe we can be kind of a safe haven for some of the bands that, you know, the main. <laughs> well, if Gigi Allen was alive, we'd be I'm interviewing him. Is that what more? you're saying? <laughs> Gigi Allen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, dude, absolutely. I'd let him throw his feces at me. Yeah. <laughs> Make yeah. him want to play Gigi Allen song. <laughs> Verbally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, no. that's, and then that's not to say that we're going to become like a safe haven for every wacko and Nazi and racist and weirdo that's on the face of the planet, because that's not it at of all. Course, but it's yeah. just kind of an alternative for what the you know the nine twenty, an alternative to the nine twenty four Gilman crowd. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, and I'm you know I'm going to get to some of that later on too, and, and another and another thing that we talk about. But I yeah. mean, maybe this week and maybe next week, but you get to yeah, it. yeah, I'll talk about it at some point. No, but you're right because I mean, imagine if you had like Kirk Hammett or someone from Metallica. On. I mean, what is he? What, what, he's not going to have anything interesting to say. 
Oh, he would. He just wouldn't be willing to divulge it. (laughs) What do you think? See, now Lemmy. Trust me, he's got story. You'd love to. Well, I'm sure. (laughs) You know, I try to keep the show PG, but there's parts of his body that could tell stories that you'd like to hear, I bet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe so. But I'm just saying that Lemmy would be an interesting interview. But, you know, I don't know about some of those other dudes. I mean, not that they haven't, you know, done interesting stuff, but it always used to annoy me, like, because, you know, obviously I was in the skateboard scene too. And, um,. You'll see interviews with some of those, you know, so like Tony Hawks or whatever. And uh, yeah, I mean, amazing skateboarders, but they've got nothing interesting to say because they've had sheltered, pampered lives, right? Driven to the skate park every day and they skated for six hours and then they came home, uh, you know. <laughs> well, and on top of that, when you get to a certain level of success, you want to be careful to maintain that. Mm-hmm. So you can't be you can't be controversial. You're not going to tell some crazy story if you have a if you have corporate sponsorships and stuff you know no effects kind of learned that the hard way yeah you know a couple years back if you lay down with snakes you're going to get bit eventually you know because they made that off the cuff comment that was hardly offensive about the i mean it was in bad taste but that's what no effects does it was i thought it was kind of funny that's what punk rock is for god's sake yeah Yeah. and then they get they lose all these sponsorships and lose all these you know festival headlining things and it's like well, for one thing, you know, the corporate entity knew who NoFX was when they got involved with them, and NoFX knew the risk of getting involved with, with a, you know, a big corporation like that. So, and that's 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 the issue. You know, you and I have kind of talked about this. As I've got to know more and more people, it gets harder to write negative reviews. You're always being careful what you say about things because you might go to a show and run into these this guy, somebody from a band or something that you totally dogged. Well, see, I've I've actually got an alternate take on that because yeah, I I understand that that could be difficult and that could be confrontational and stuff. But I'm always thinking that hopefully the band is thick skinned enough and can be. Have you ob- met people in the? Can be, <laughs> well, this I'd say this is what I'm hoping that they'll be objective enough to realize that you know what? Yeah, I didn't like what they said, but maybe there's a grain of truth in it, and maybe we do need to write an album where the, all the songs don't sound the same and all have exactly the same <laughs> fucking you know pace and melody lines and stuff like that. Maybe there's something to that. You know, I always yeah. hope that bands are actually going to take something to it, as long as the review is well written. You know what I mean? And it's not just this sucks. One or out maybe, of ten. Maybe you'll meet them and they'll shake your hand and you'll say hi, Liverpool Neil, and they'll say, "Hey, didn't you write that review and punch you in the stomach?" Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll headbutt them and then I'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we'll share a pint. And then we'll share a pint and I'll be singing in the band within a week. How's that? Exactly. Um, so yeah. So so did. Do you think, I mean, is the is the podcast what you thought it was going to be? Did you answer that question? Um, I don't even know if you asked me that question. Is it oh, what oh, I thought sorry, it was, was going to be? <laughs> when we were brainstorming, it was funny because for a couple of months we were just like, hey, this is what we should do, and this is what we should do, and this is what we should do. But then all of a sudden the rubber hits the road and we're recording, and it's like uh, we never can get to as much stuff as we want because we just blather on and on, obviously. Right. But, I mean, is, is the podcast what you thought it was going to be? Uh, it is. It is. Yes, and and more. It is. I mean, okay. I I mean, I had no idea that we would, um, because when I came into this, I had no idea how to make a podcast. I had no idea how to put the music. I had no idea about any of that stuff. But I learned it as we went. And uh, I mean, I do all the production. So, um, yes. Neil is our tech guy. He's the, 50, our fifty-something-year-old tech guy. <laughs> so you know, I, I mean, so that's been super interesting. Just you know, the act of putting it together and stuff like that. But yeah, as for the stuff that we talk about, it's it's exactly like if I wasn't doing this, I would love to listen to this podcast. I think because hmm. it's it's exactly it's exactly what I look for in a podcast, and it's what's not there in most punk rock podcasts I listen to. Like I listen to the Razor Cake one. I listen to a couple of other ones, and. Um, Basically, all it is, it's basically just a radio show. It's a guy 
playing like six tracks in a row and then saying, and that was that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, it's just not, it's just not interesting. Uh, you so know? we're, we're, we're doing like what you remember, like the, the, the classic Howard Stern story, you know, when I first started in radio, I had to play 12 songs an hour and I could do like one little, little bit of talking. And there is the, always the people who enjoy the talking more than the music. And hopefully that's the crowd we're drawing, right? The right. ones who want to hear us blather on more than the music, because I mean, we love playing the music and we definitely like to, hopefully we're turning some kids on to some old yeah. music that they haven't heard before. And hopefully some old codgers are hearing a song they haven't heard in a long time. And it, you know. Well, and well, brings hope, it back to life. But. Well, yeah, but I don't just want it to be. Even though I'm, you know, I'm shit. I'm fifty-seven years old, but I don't just want it to be playing music from seventy-seven to nineteen eighty. I mean, I do want to play new stuff, like we you know. You want to go all the way to eighty-two? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, break some boundaries. No, yeah. I mean, you know, the new drowns, the new freeze. I mean, we've been sure to try and yeah. play stuff that's brand new as well to introduce older people maybe to some some new stuff too that they might not have heard before so i think in that we've been very successful um it's funny looking back on the first couple of episodes now where we only played two songs yeah. and it's like so we basically did talk for like an hour you know about nothing an hour <laughs> well the well, the first episodes well were yeah hour and 15 maybe something like that well our original goal was to keep it an hour and that was something that i mean that was more something i brought to the table and said hey we should keep these an hour i think you know most people drive an hour back and forth to work, you know, a half hour there, half hour back. It's something that people can listen to in their commute. And I don't think we've ever made that hour thing. I think an hour 15 is about the shortest and we've had two go over two hours now. Yeah. But those, those have been interviews. So those have been special and there was yeah. no way, and I'll be honest, there was no way I was going to break off those. I mean, the only, the only reason we stopped is because I think you had family coming over or something. It, it might still be going. The Rick yeah, Sims we were one. Like two hours, cause, cause the Rick Sims one was two hours, 10 minutes. And then the Matt Swisher one was two hours, 11 minutes. So. Yeah, so and like I say, I think we might still be going with those guys. Which if, one of if... you is going to come on and be two hours, twelve minutes? Yeah, really. Who's who's it going to be? But anyway, so you know, it's funny because I don't know. You know, we brainstormed so much about what we wanted to do, but it was it was kind of like a like a pipe dream. It's kind of like twelve year olds going, "Hey, our band. Well, we do our band. We're going to do this song. We're going to do that song." And and then all of a sudden, like I said, it, you know, the wheels kind of hit the pavement, and we just started doing it. And I think it's you know, evolve somewhat. When we first started, one of our big things was, you know, making each other like listen to what we've been listening to mm -hmm. and then sort of reviewing it. And maybe we'll get back to that at some point, but it's sort of got sidetracked as we've yeah, it is. A little got bit caught up with that yeah. But yeah. it was a cool thing. And I definitely, you know, we definitely want to turn people on to music. And I think, like I said, I think we'll probably a little, be a little more interview heavy as we go on just to make sure that you and I don't run out of things to blather about. I'm, you know, not, that I'm, not, actually, but I'm not particularly worried about that, buddy. I well, have to that say. would be a sad day. We go sit down. And it's just like, so what's up? Nothing. You? Nothing. All right. Cool, man. Well, the thing, the, see, well, the thing, the thing about being older is there'll be shit that we'll just start talking about again because we forgot that we already talked well, about it's, it. It's funny because <laughs> I, I was actually thinking, man, did I tell that story earlier? I was thinking about something, something like, did we broach that like in our first, well, it's amazing to me that our first couple episodes we just yeah we sat around and talked about what we wanted to do and why we were doing it for like two and a half hours you know right right no it's true that's true so i was actually gonna i was actually gonna make a fake apology for last week because i listened to the, <laughs> the episode classic and fake I really, apology <laughs> a fake apology we live in the internet era of fake yes, apology yes exactly fake outrage and fake apologies yeah <laughs> but no i listened to the Listen to the number 19, the Matt Swisher episode, and I thought it was very funny in general, and I thought it was a lot of great stuff, but I had a lot of sound issues on my end. I was cutting in and out occasionally, and so much background noise at my house. 
So I apologize for the noise. I hope that like those great 80s hardcore records we all love, you can enjoy the content even if the sound is less than, less than far. And we're going to work on that going forward, trying to make it better. So uh, You um, know what, you know what, buddy? It's a punk rock podcast. We're well, recording exactly. it live. And, you know, but, I, I mean, I can clearly hear like my wife and daughter having a conversation. My <laughs> wife, I believe, is throwing plates in the air and shooting them with a shotgun. I'm not sure exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple of times I turned the mic off. And Those I were your albums you she was shooting. shut up? I <laughs> screamed at him so they could shut up. And then later, so I, I'm talking to my wife. And Mrs. Trauma, you know, after 25 years, she really has a way of, of putting things into perspective. So I said, you guys, could you guys have made any more noise while we were trying to do that? I mean, come on. And she's like, oh, you mean you need all of us to be entirely silent for two and a half hours in the middle of the afternoon and not use any Wi-Fi? And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I admit it. When you say it like that, it sounds kind of bad. But anyway, yeah, you should have said the, yes. Is what the answer should have been to that. Quick, so we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna work on it. That's all right. And then she listened to a little bit, bit of it, Neil, and she's like, "You need to stop cutting people off." I'm <laughs> like, "Well, that's me, the boorish American, you know, stomping on everybody." Well, well, but that that that's actually one of the side effects of the of Skype dropping every once in a while is that you don't realize that you're cutting people off. Yeah, because or, it's caching and you're getting like something from like ten seconds earlier. You know. Well, and we don't have any um, visual cues. No. So, so you know, I'm sitting in my den in Grand Rapids area. You're sitting in your living room and or kitchen in the Scopey. Chicago area. Yep. And when we have a guest on, who knows where they're coming in from? So we don't, you know, we don't have those visual cues like you would if you're all sitting in the same room, where you right. can kind of make sure you don't step on each other. But right. anyway, that's my fake apology. We are going to work on that. I hope well, everybody enjoyed. Enjoyed that show. We we enjoyed doing it. It was so much fun. It was. Once again, we went for over two hours, and we probably could have done twice that. Yeah, and and just so you know, Tom, there hasn't been a yes. single there hasn't been a single cutout today. So we actually we actually tried tweaking some settings, and we're also doing it at a slightly different time. So maybe that's going to help. But yeah, it's sounding good so far. No cutouts at all. Well, like I said, so we're good. trying to get our, get it recorded before the you know main porn hub hours where everybody's sucking <laughs> up the, the internet bandwidth. So hey, how do you we'll know see. what I do on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> see you just dropped out when you said that neil oh that's weird irony well it's because i said porn probably but, so, and, and you know it's we... uh, i just got edited yeah so um, hey so you want do you want to do you want to do you want to play a song yeah let's let's do a song because I'm, so you know you and i've talked about this real briefly but i actually have only halfway through it still but there is a documentary about any nowhere league called We Are the League, and it's on Amazon Prime. And I know you watch the whole thing, right? Yeah, it's excellent. It's an excellent, excellent documentary. i got to tell you, the production values on this thing are crazy good, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, it's really good. I mean, this really is like good. a cinematic, really nice movie. But anyway, it's called We Are the League. talks to all four of the original criminals that founded the Anthony Nowhere <laughs> League. And uh, it's, it's, it's really good, and I, I love that band. And they are definitely one of those bands that have fallen out of favor because of some lyrical choices and – Boy, maybe when we get done with the song, you know, we can even get into that that your little maybe we go into some record collecting and talk about your discogs discovery. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. But anyway, I wanna someday we're gonna do the you know, we're gonna do like episode number sixty nine, the dirty show or something, and we're gonna play a bunch of just, you know, Gigi Allen and X rated stuff and there's definitely a anti nowhere league song. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what? So, so but we're what? not there yet. We like I said, we'll celebrate our sixty ninth episode or something. Something uh, silly like that, yeah. I was thinking, um, buddy. I so, was, I was thinking next but, week. I, I was thinking twenty-one because we come of age next week. So you know, I was thinking maybe we do yeah. it next week. You know. Yeah, maybe. Let's let's see what happens. I I think we may do. We might do another guest next week, but we're still. I'll, I'll we'll. We don't want to pull the curtain back too far, right? All right. There you Everybody go. Anyway. loves sausage, Neil, but nobody wants to see it made. 
I don't know. I don't want to hear you talking about sausage ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this is already taking a nasty turn. Ten minutes in, twenty minutes in. So okay, so let's do my one of my other favorite anti Nowhere League songs, also from that first album. But I think it was a single too. It was from the so We Are the League was the first anti Nowhere League album. It was eighty eighty two or something? Eighty two, I believe. Yeah, eighty one, eighty two. Okay, so let's do I Hate People. Beautifully named. Yeah, the beautifully named I Hate People by the anti Nowhere League. I Hate People by the anti Nowhere League. What they a fan- hate you, Neil. They do. What a fantastic song. Yeah, I used to. It really, it, it really is. I used to. Ha- I used to have badges that said that. One of them said, it's "I a hate great people." Riff, but I mean, it's just ah. Uh, yeah. Good. And there he goes. Tom just dropped into a hole. Good luck going to work on Monday and not having that. I say, good luck not thinking of that song next time you're at work and somebody irritates you. Yeah, exactly. Like as I was just saying, I used to have two badges. One said, "I hate people," and the other one said, "They hate me." So, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, lo- love the anti Nowhere so, League. Okay, so badges. The English old English punk rockers love to talk about badges. They're just pins, right? Like yes. basically buttons. Yes, exactly, okay. exactly right. And that was a huge thing. It's funny looking back because uh, people really don't do that so much anymore. But back then, it was really a huge deal. So there was T-shirts, obviously. You yeah. know, you'd have your band T-shirts and stuff. And then, but then badges as well. Yeah. And well, they they're ha- so cheap to have made. I'm surprised more bands don't do them. I probably have like 50 or 60 of them around here. I got a ton of them. Yeah. I still have a lot of my original ones that I got in like 78, 79 that I've nice. treasured throughout you the probably, years. You probably know. eBay those suckers. Yeah. You can. You can. And they're, they actually fetch the originals, fetch some pretty decent money. So I've, the, a lot of the local bands will do them. And I have them. So I have a, I do have a vest and I 
but I don't have that many buttons on it because otherwise you just look like a knight in like armor or something. Because <laughs> I had so many for a while. You uh, you ever do a, be- a vest, Neil? A pug uh, vest? No, that was never really a thing for us. Yeah, it, it, it was, was always leather. Part. It was always leather jacket. Um, you know I that too. Yeah. Oh, because you know, because schools in England back then, everyone had to wear a school uniform. So that's probably why maybe the badges were such a big deal. Because then you'd be able to wear your badges on your school uniform. You know, so you'd still be able to show you're a punk rocker really? even so though you, you were at your, school. You yeah. could wear your anti-war league thing with your short pants, like Angus Young wears. <laughs> well, you know, I was an older kid then, so we actually had had, had graduated to long pants by that time. Nice, but, but yes. So you know, everyone thinks, oh, school uniform, everyone had to look the same. But it's like there were certain ways of uh, there was there was cer- there were certain ways. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have a super small knot on your tie instead of having a big knot, which was you know popular at the it was the seventies, right? So everyone had big sloppy knots. So as a punk rock, you'd have a small tiny knot. You try and get small college shirts um you'd yeah. wear you'd try and wear you'd, you'd wear docks or something like that or you know different shoes uh you uh, wouldn't just wear your regular generic black school shoes or whatever you know you'd have straight leg pants for a start that was huge you'd have to have your straight leg pants you couldn't wear flares and then on your on your blazer you'd, hey, you'd have a couple of badges and they wouldn't be too offensive maybe like a jam one or something like that you know but uh yeah those no and those were the days those were the days, yeah. And then you could always tell the heavy metal kids because they would have big flares and they'd have like desert boots and uh, big sloppy collars and shit. You know, damn smellies. Well, <laughs> patchouli. Ugh. Uh, God. Yes. I do. Ha- I do have a vest. Maybe I'll break it out one of these days when we go to the shows. I I like just like a denim vest, and I bought a bunch of those like screw on spikes. So I'd get bored and I'd be watching TV, and I just put more and more spikes in it. And... So you look like I remember Guar, basically, is what we're saying. It's got a well, it's got an anti <laughs> or it's sorry, anti north. It's got a uh, negative approach back patch on it, like the oh, cover from okay. the first album. All right, yeah, cool. Hey, speaking of, while I'm thinking of this, this is going to be seeming like a real non sequitur, but hey, Rob from Muskegon, if you're still listening, message me your phone number. There's some good stuff coming up in GR. Maybe we can go hang, have a pint. Oh, okay. There you go. We got a date. Bob from Muskegon. I hope you're still listening. So anyway, yeah. cool. Yeah, message uh, message us, uh, private message the page, your phone number, I'll text you. All right. Anyway, because I, I had been meaning to say that, but I keep forgetting because he sent us an email in, uh, you know, early on, and I answered it, but it was some really weird email address, and I never heard back again. Yeah, well, we never know. But go on. Go I wonder on. if he, like, is so old school that he borrows an email. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have a computer. He has to go to the library. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, he's in prison. Um, (laughs) So, no, but talking about that, though. So, no, I never had a vest, but I do have, uh, I have an old denim jacket with, like, a. actually, the denim jacket is from when I first came to the States in, like, 84. It's what I used to wear as a skate in. And it's, the collar's falling apart. It's held held on with safety pins, and it's got a shit ton of old skate patches on and stuff like that. It's long sleeve. But it's a, it's a pretty cool jacket. It's bleached to fuck, and uh, yeah, it looks it looks cool. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll break that out one of these days. But it's getting so um, the material's so thin. It's uh, I'm almost afraid to wear the damn thing now. You know, it's only got like a few more wears left in it, and you want to save it for special occasions. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now the funny thing is, my my daughter Lydia has taken to wearing it. So uh, um, I'll yeah, trash it. yeah, I, that's what I'm kind of afraid of. You know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, no, for us, it was mainly, it was leather jacket. And back then, like, you didn't really do the patch thing. I mean, you, there were some patches, but normally you would, you would paint, right? You would break out your paints and you would oh. paint, you would paint the band logo on the back of the jacket or whatever. Oh. So I had, my leather jacket was all painted up. Um, yeah, we didn't really do the patch thing. That seems to be a newer thing. I always wore a plain leather jacket a la Johnny Ramone. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I always joke that I've been dressing the same way since middle school, like Johnny Ramone. Well, black t-shirts, blue jeans, black leather jacket. That was always my well, that that's a cl- that's a classic look. Um, and in fact, I did that too. So I had the leather jacket that I painted, but I had another leather jacket which um, I tried to be. I tried to be Johnny as well. So I actually went because this is I was still living in England at this point. So I went to the Army and Navy store and got some of those like U.S. It says U.S. and it's in a circle, you know, from like a military uniform or whatever. And that's exactly what Johnny had on his leather jacket. Right? Oh, is that right? So I, so okay. I, put, I put those on the on the collars and stuff. So I wanted it to look as much like Johnny as possible because uh, a lot of people hated Johnny, but I was I was always guitar I even, playing was I amazing. Long, I had long hair when I was younger. I know I was I was actually going to try to find a good picture because you put up a picture on the Facebook page, Punk Light Eye Podcast. Punk Light Eye Podcast is our Facebook page, and that's yep. a good way to get a hold of us if you want to or shoot us a message or whatever. Um, and you put a picture of yourself when you have a shaved head. Yep. And uh, so I was going to counteract with a picture of me with long hair, but I don't uh, I don't know. My mom, I'd probably have to go to my mom's house and dig through a box or something and take a picture of a picture. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it funny how, how things have changed just in like 30 years? Like now when you see photos from back then, it looks like it could be from like the 1870s. Like the quality <laughs> of the cameras was so poor and shit like that, you know? Well, and the, the photos were square. Like when we were kids, all the photos were like that square. Yeah. Not and, the not the rectangular thing there now. And well, it's funny because pictures are one of those things. We take so many pictures now. I have hundreds of pictures on my phones, right? Yeah. But it's almost like everything else. Technology has sort of made them cheap. Like nobody cares about them anymore. Like if I get a new phone, am I going to save them? I don't know. I mean, my wife puts hers in the cloud at least. Yeah. Well, that's a good um, thing to do because you don't want to lose ones of your kids and shit like that. That would be a disaster, yeah, right? Well, it's funny. Yeah. We just don't have printed pictures. You know, you have right. those pictures like you have a picture of your parents or your grandparents that you can remember, which was like a classic pose. Dad was probably wearing a suit. Right. Maybe it was like an anniversary or something. Yep. So you have those pictures of your older relations that you remember, those iconic pictures. I don't know that our, you know, our generation, are we going to have those iconic pictures? Um, that's a, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, one thing a lot of people do, right? They'll print one for, off from their phone or whatever and put it in a frame i mean yeah, so, I so may, maybe so i mean i try and do that right so you might take 10 with your iphone and then one is the you know you'll pick out the best one and print it and put that in the frame so i mean i do that i don't know that anybody else does that though well you know, you know tom for our anniversary you know at the end of the year and last year oh did you lose me yeah just for a second there <laughs> you dropped into a hole again well my, you know like my wife went and I went away for our anniversary at the end of December, and or the beginning of December, and we had a couple of pictures. That we actually had some professional pictures taken, like where I'm wearing a suit and she's wearing a nice dress. And oh, will nice. that be the one? Will yeah. that be the one? That, will that be the one the kids remember when I'm dead? I don't know. Wow, that's a depressing thought. Thanks yeah, for, you know. Thanks for taking things to a <laughs> legacy. Yeah. Legacy, Neil. Well, legacy. Well, so did did you ever paint any any jackets, or did you always do the patch thing? Um. Well, my leather jacket I didn't really do anything with, except for later I did. I do ha- still have it, but I took the sleeves off it. But the thing was so rigid, the lining started going bad, so I just, like, took the lining out and cut the sleeves off. But it's just not comfortable. I don't know that I'll ever wear it much. I'm yeah. pretty sure somebody would be glad if I threw it in the trash. But, um, <laughs> Some, but no, certain we, somebody. We never, we never really did that, I got to say. It was always, like, the patch thing. and I mean, patches and, and badges or buttons are always such a cheap way for bands to – promote their stuff you know yeah because those little buttons you can buy them buy them for what on the dollar practically and the the patches too a lot of the bands would scream print their own patches you know yeah so anyway i have a lot of patches mrs trauma bless her soul hates sewing patches on my vest that's one of her least favorite things to do i think 
So I have a bunch sitting around I need sewed on. Yeah, I do too. So if we find somebody, I've got a bunch of stuff that needs to sew in on that uh, on that skate check. I had a lot of patches have come off because I couldn't sew, so I used to buy fucking fabric glue and just stick them on, uh, and that yes. never works. They always like peel off and shit. Just like and get a needle crabby. and thread and just like do it by hand, old school style. Yeah, I tried, but also that, like I said, the fabric on that jacket is so thin. God, I can't uh, believe we're talking about fucking sewing patches on why, jackets. Why can't you believe that? Wow. Yeah, I guess you're right. Right. What's more <laughs> punk rock? What's more punk rock than that? Right. So we we were getting to getting around to <laughs> half an hour in about, and nothing so far. <laughs> well, we we're going to talk about a little bit of record collecting. I know you've done a lot more than I have in the last month or so. Yeah, but but the because it kind of ties in with the anti nowhere league thing and your discovery about some kind of obscure early pressing of was it the full length or was it the single? No, it was the full length. Um, this is interesting because um, the day that album came out, the first anti nowhere league album, we are the league. Um, I was in Manchester. I was a f- fresh. Was it? no, I was a sophomore. Actually, I was a sophomore at Manchester University, and um, my friend, uh, we'd go record shopping every Saturday morning because that's what you did with your student grant, right? You'd go out and spend it all on records and booze. <laughs> yeah. So was that was that like a loan or was that like a something you were given? Oh boy! See, people these days will get so upset about that shit. Uh, we were given money to go to college, so your grant was you actually given like a few thousand pounds a year just for spending money and whatever, you know. And um, it's not like that anymore, but nice. but it was back then. We're talking, you know, we're yeah. talking early '80s. So anyway, we head downtown in Manchester early Saturday morning. Um, we are the league had come out, and my friend Carl got that, and I got the first Foreskins album. They both came out the same day. So, Which is the good, the bad, and the Foreskins? Yep. So yeah. both absolutely classic punk, you know, street punk, whatever, you, oi, yeah. whatever you want to call them, both completely classic. So we played the hell out of both of them. Now. Because he bought it the day it came out, I thought, oh, you know, he always, so I, and I record, I taped it, obviously, you know, yada, yada, like you did back then. Um, I thought he must have had the original press because he got it the day it came out, God's sakes. Um, but then I found out, just tooling around on YouTube, um, that there actually was a pressing of it that came out earlier where they had to pull one of the tracks and re-record it. Um yeah, the the second song on the uh, on the album, Animal, um, they changed the lyrics. The original lyrics are too disgusting or whatever. So the so the record, la- even though it's their own record label, but I think they couldn't get it pressed, so or something like that. So they they had to change it. So I mean, and you're listening to this, and if you know the song Animal, it's dirty enough as it is. So you'll be so you'll be wondering, but um, no, if. There's a version, you know, in the, in the in the chorus where he goes, um, "I'm your next door neighbor," you know, and he's listing all the yep. shit that he likes well, to I do. Well, I mean, and he that. says, "I'm a sexual pervert" at some point yeah. too. Yeah, I'm an animal. I'm a sexual pervert. I'm an animal. Yeah, I live in. Yeah, um, but instead of on the chorus where he goes, "I'm your next door neighbor," on this um, version that's you can still you, you can find it, but he goes uh, instead of saying that he says, "I'm a child molester." So it, that it, is. It's funny, man. I'm all about self-deprecating humor, but I don't think I'm going to make a joke about being a child molester. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, he was just... I, th- I think the whole point of the song was, right, your next-door neighbor, you never know who they are, right? And this guy might look completely normal, but he might be I think a disgusting pedophile or whatever, right? Mm. That's the point of the song. But anyway, so there's this early version, of super, super early version of the album that came out where, it, yeah, there's uh, where he goes, I'm a, I'm a child molester. Apparently then, those didn't make it all the way to Manchester, huh? Uh, no, I guess not. I guess they must have just been around the London area. Just London. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
but there there are versions of that album that you can still find, and I actually found one. So I actually, and it's funny too because the recording, it's it's on the on that second track, it sounds completely different. There's like a lot more echo on the vocals and stuff like that. Basically, it's a different song almost. Um, but uh, yeah, so that I thought that was interesting. That there's, uh, I thought I knew everything about that version of that album, and I didn't. You know, so anyway, that's that story. As disgusting so- as it is. So you've been doing a little record collecting, and that was one of the things you bought was a beat up copy of that yeah. original press. Yeah, it, and it is. It's you know, well, I didn't want to pay you know a hundred hundred bucks to get a you know a really good condition of one just for that just for that song. Um, so I, I think I only paid like twenty bucks for it. But uh, yeah, it's a little scratchy and stuff. It's there was a ton of surface noise until I cleaned it. Now it's not so bad, but there is one jump um, on the album, so I'm gonna have to try and do a deep clean of it and see if that how, helps. How do you how do you do that, Neil? I've been meaning to ask you that. Okay, well, I mean, I have just your regular record cleaning solution and stuff like that, right? So you squirt yep. that on there, and then you rub it out yep. with the cloth and stuff. Yep. But um, I have, like, an audiophile friend at work who actually has one of those super expensive record cleaning machines. Where you put it in there and it goes around? It's Well, he, it's basically his is almost like a vacuum cleaner. Hmm. Like, imagine a vacuum cleaner with your, with your nozzle, and then it's got, like a soft, like, a soft tip on it that's about as wide as a vinyl album. And so he soaks it with solution and then runs this thing around it. It basically vacuums all of the crap from all of the, uh, you know, from the from the surface of the album, right? From the grooves. So we'll see. So you've got to take it to him. Dude. Yeah, I'm going to take it to him and see if he'll do it. And hopefully he doesn't listen to it because he might never speak to me again <laughs> if he listens to it. <laughs> Yeah. But hopefully he'll be able to he'll be yeah. able to do that. But uh, yeah, that is that is one of the things that I bought recently. Um. Next time I come to your house, I'm warning you right now. I'm probably gonna bring some records to clean. Okay. Okay. Maybe well, show me how to do it. Okay. Well, we'll do the we'll do the best we be can. Like, come on, dude. Get this Ario Speedwagon records on in decent form. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that! It snapped. What a shame. <laughs> yeah. how, did, how did I do that? They were so thin back in the late '70s, weren't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah. They actually were, but that's a story for another day. Okay. So apart from yeah, I got the We Are the League, that very very first uh, press. Um. One thing that I've been doing a lot recently, I've been going back listening to the band Smogtown. Who uh, from LA? I know. I don't think you've heard them, right? No, I hadn't. Yeah, um, we, played, we played one of their songs, didn't we? Yeah, um, I yeah I did. I played Judy's Model. Um, yeah. They had three albums. Uh, fantastic band. I absolutely love them from Los Angeles. Probably from they they fully formed in the late nineties, uh, maybe early two thousands. Mm. Um, so pretty modern. I mean, they're still around. No, um, they they um, lost the guitarist Guitardo. Um, he he Great left name. he left a couple of years ago I think but the band is now they renamed themselves Gross Polluter. Mm, um, that's right. Yeah, with a new guitarist, and uh, so yeah, they just released their first album actually last week. Mm. So um, I bought the Gross Polluter album. I've also bought the three Smogtown albums on vinyl because I always had them on CD. So I've been going back uh, rebuying mm. the entire Smogtown catalog or as much as I can. I've been going back and buying it on vinyl instead of cd because they had three albums on like maybe 10 singles wow and uh yeah and a lot of their singles uh they would be like self-produced with their own labels and st- like um their own covers i should say they screen printed their own covers or mm. they designed their own covers and did a whole bunch of they're always into doing shit uh like that small labels they were always on small labels hmm. and um so we've been apparently because i never heard of them yeah um they've got like kind of a like imagine that um a more, oof, a more West Coast version of Nightbirds, maybe. 
So you you got into him through a skating connection, or you how did you find him? That's an interesting. Yeah, I think it was a skate. I think it was a skate thing. They they might have been like there might have been an article in Thrasher about them or something like that. Ah, yes. And that that's how I found out about them. But that's I, how abso- I discovered I, the mighty Danzig. Yeah, I absolutely love them. So, um, I probably bought like four Smogtown singles and like three albums. I think um, mm. since the last time we did this. Um, I also, you know what I also bought, you know, that, um, that sixties, uh, soul style band, um, Swedehead, the one that you oh, turned yeah, me yeah, on yeah. to. Yep. So, I mean, I had their album, but I, I love their sleeve so it's much. It's funny because I'm like, Hey Neil, here's a band that I really don't care for much. And you yeah. listen to him you're like, Oh, I love this. Yeah. So I actually went back. I mean, I had the album, but I also went back and bought the original singles too. Cause the sing- the sleeves are so damn good. And the, uh, the vinyl is great. And, um, yep. those, they're all EPs. No, they all kind of, they have a, yep. And they all have a real similar theme and look. They do, they do, yeah, and that's what I like about it. And they're all in like ones on orange vinyl. Ones I gotta on, like, say that vinyl. record really has grown on me too. It's not, it's not something I let's do a ton, but I do throw it on once in a while. If you're in the mood for that kind of thing, they do it really, really well. Like that, so that the, the, the record jam. itself had an extra single on it. It does, yeah, that's extra right. single with it, because they never put out a full length. That, that's it's all retrospect. The the album is all their singles. Plus, there was an extra single where they do a co- a pretty good cover of Fugazi's Waiting Room. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the old Spencer Davis group soul song. Uh, what one was it? Give me some love. No. So give me some loving. Um, I don't remember. But it's got like an old soul song. It, it's pretty cool. It's, it, it's it's like I said, it's grown on me. I like the seven, the bonus forty five that came with it a lot. Yeah, and they always do it. And it's uh, which label is that on again? Once again, Pirates Press. Pirates Press. Yeah, they do a really not, nice job. Not, yeah, they do a really Pirates nice Press job. Pirates Press is not paying us, but I do I do like their I do appreciate what they're doing. There was a time where Pirates Press was. Pretty much everything they were doing was like street punk, rancid side product projects, really classic style punk. But they've expanded quite a bit recently, and they do some really nice stuff. And the records themselves are almost always beautiful. Yeah, if you're into that. Yeah, give me some loving was the uh, was the, was the extra track on the on the on the seven inch that came with the album. So it was waiting room and give me some loving. Um, yeah, the, so I uh, I got all their three original EPs, which uh, which were all really really good. Um, what else did I get? I oh, I actually I did one of I did one of your classics. Um, you were Lewis. I was uh no. What, what I mean by that is I was one of your classic things where I found one thing at one store, and then I was like, well, because it was from England, and it was like, oh well, what else do they have? I wonder because I might be able to. Say, it was actually yeah, I was oh, looking I'm for disguised. I was looking yeah. for a gross polluter thing, yeah, and I found this uh, one of their seven inches. They have three seven inches too. Um, I found, but they're only available in Europe, which is weird. The gross polluter stuff. So um, I found one of their singles on a record store in England, and then it was like, well, the shipping is kind of expensive. So what else do they have? And before I knew it, there was like seven things in my in my bag. Um, <laughs> but you know, but I, it was all pretty cheap. I mean, I got some original, um, like the special stereotype single, the selector, so a lot of ska stuff, uh, like you know the late eighty um, scar, um, like the beat and the selector and then but i also got this first sham 69 uh the 12 inch single i don't wanna so that was good too on small wonder records yeah. so yeah so that's that hasn't come yet so i should be getting that soon there was like said there's now the seven things in that from that place nice. <laughs> but it's saved I, on shipping so there I you go i think i've had up to 13 seven inches in one package on discogs yeah. so yeah i mean i had that's one thing i have been buying a lot of seven inches recently and like i said even though i bought seven things it was only like 
25 pounds you know nice for seven for seven singles so so that'll so be good when are you, was it was i would say you got more or you want to uh no that's that's pretty much it it's been why a don't lot you of... play a song and then i'll come back and talk because we actually have already been at it for like 40 minutes no I know. surprise yeah so i'm actually going to play something i wanted to play last week but we couldn't because we had matt on so yes. um i'm actually going to be playing one of my favorite motorhead songs as a matter of fact it's funny because i was just thinking man i can't believe we haven't played any motorhead yet yep and uh, this is, uh, I don't know, man, what, the ninth album or something like that, the album Rock and Roll? Okay. What you know, song? You know that one? I'm actually going to do the, the uh, theme song, the Rock track. and Roll. Yeah, the title track, Rock and Roll. Cool. So this is, uh, uh, what what year was this album from? Uh, was it early Was it early 90s, that album? Rock and Roll? Shit. No, 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 that was 80s, definitely, right? Was it? Let me, yeah, talking about 1987. You're right. Holy shit, 1987. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, this is the song Rock and Roll uh, from Motorhead uh, from 1987. Well, here, babe, look at you in love with someone else. Turned out like all the that's how it works, I guess And you like all the rest Guess I can handle it And that's the way it is I'm in love with rock and roll It's satisfying my soul That's how it has to be I won't get mad I got rock and roll To save me from the cold And if that's all there is It ain't so bad, rock and roll Oh, 
there you go. Motorhead for you. Some classic stuff. Very angry. Um, the song was we could play a, We could play a different Motorhead song every week, and I'd be okay with it. Yeah, true enough, right? Um, God, I love that song. If, if I ever want to get psyched up about something, I'll just put that on, and it gets me all riled up. More than, so, like, Ace of Spades or Iron Fist or something, Yeah, huh? uh, Yeah, I, I don't... Well, uh, Ace of Spades, I just heard so, so many times. It's a great song, but, you know... Yeah. But, the, yeah, the, Rock... The, Go the Overkill album and the Ace of Spades album, as far as, like, full albums... Yeah. Are, are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only got a couple things, but I was uh, last Saturday out with my wife shopping a little bit, and I went by one of my favorite record stores, so I had to run in for a little bit. So after perusing the entire selection, I had I grabbed replacements. Sorry, Ma, I forgot to take out the trash. Are you a replacements fan, Neil? I can't remember. Um, I could always take them or leave them, to tell you the truth, because they kind of annoyed me because I was, I was in the Early States. stuff was so great. Later, you could leave them, I think. Well, I was in the States by that time and totally listening to hardcore and stuff like that, you know, 84, 85, 86, 87. And so the replacements just sounded kind of wimpy to me when you Well, they got mellower as they went, unfortunately. Kind of like, especially once Bob Stinson was out of the band, it was pretty much Paul Westerberg kind of took over, I think, too much. I mean, I can appreciate them now, but at at the time, I was like, if I'm going to play the Angry Samoans or I'm going to play the replacements, I'm playing the Angry Samoans. Well, the first. So the first. Replacements record. Sorry, Ma, I forgot to yell the trash. Is definitely the punkest of the replacements record. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's got Johnny's gonna die, and it's got, you know, it's just, it's just, I hate music and all. It's just, it's a great, great record. So I had that in my hand, and I'm walking out, and once again, but there was two that I was kind of waffling between, and I ended up grabbing Misfits Earth AD. <laughs> oh, which, oh, wow. Okay. Which I have on CD, so I put the replacements back. So if I get back over to the corner record shop, I'm gonna grab that. But I have all the Misfits stuff on CD, but I definitely find that the vinyl LPs have a different sound. Yeah. I don't know if it was a different mastering or what, but because Earth AD, honestly, is not my favorite Misfits record. It was always kind of... Yeah, yeah, I never liked it that much. I didn't think the songs were that good. Like Walk Among Us or... or uh, Ex- Yeah, exactly. Walk Among well, Us. The, the, big one, the only real LPs are Walk, Walk Among Us and Static Age, which didn't get released till the 90s, but was recorded in the late 70s. Right. Um, but it's so, it's so great. I, I gotta tell you, I love it on vinyl. It sounds, it sounds great. And I just, I think it's the artwork, you know? Yeah. Those records just look so cool. So I bought that and I have one other thing, which this is a little bit of a quandary of mine. And, well, was and, it, a, was it a repress or was it original? Yeah, a repress. Okay. It, it's brand new. Yeah. So, and then there's one other thing I bought also brand new this, but this one I struggle with a little bit. I'm going to get your take on it because I know you and I both, you know, I'm not afraid to buy bootlegs and other things occasionally if it's mm-hmm. got something I want. But so I got a copy of the second sloppy seconds album. I know we're all sloppy seconds all the time around here, but tough Danzig and sloppy seconds. That's what you're gonna hear. <laughs> but, from Tom anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I got the second. Sloppy Seconds record, a repress from a year, a couple years ago. It was actually a record store day reissue, five hundred limited to five. What color vinyl? Clear yellow vinyl. Oh yeah. Of their vinyl. second album, Knock Your Block Off. Mm-hmm. So, a clear yellow. Okay. And the reason I struggle with this is because, well, we had BA on obviously, and I've heard this from many other artists who are involved with Tang. They don't pay their artists, so I sort of feel bad about buying this record. Because I know it's not approved by the band, and the band's not getting paid for it. But by the same token, I really wanted it. Well, yeah, but okay. Well, that's a difficult one, though, right? Because it's I not. I mean, is that, is it's, that an okay reason? But well, I wanted it. But yeah, but it's not a bootleg. I mean, the I mean they no, they 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 were the they, that was the label that put the album out. So you shouldn't feel bad about it. It's not like you went out and like mastered it yourself or some shit and copied it. Well, you I know, know what I mean? The band is getting the band is getting screwed. Well, yeah. 
But I suppose bands have been getting screwed since the beginning of rock and roll time, right? Yeah, but I mean, so what do you so what are you going to do? I mean, if you went out and bought no. a used copy on the you know of the original press, I mean that wouldn't be helping the band either. You know what I mean? That's true, true. So, yeah, I could just live with my CD copy, I guess. Well, so how does how does Tang get away with that? How do they get away with not paying their artist? Well, you have to ask them. <laughs> I mean, I right? Know. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I think didn't I think BA told us that according to their bookkeeping, they still haven't paid back the recording of the album. Oh, that whole thing. Okay, from twenty seven years ago. Yeah. So I, I, but and I don't know. You know, the label is the label always going to be forthright about how many copies they've sold and blah, of you know, not. it's right. This is this is. So I actually sort of struggle with it. Part of me is like, I shouldn't buy that, but part of me said, I want it, so I bought it. Um. So yeah, I've been on a little bit of a tear replacing, you know, trying to get all their stuff on vinyl. So it does it does tickle me that um the thing the reason I said I didn't listen to the replacements um back in the day that's exactly the reason that you didn't buy that you didn't buy that album. <laughs> you were like, yeah, oh, the replacements. Huh? Oh, the Misfits. I'll buy that instead. <laughs> so you did exactly what I used to do. Well, you can only buy so many things, and unfortunately, I'm buying a lot of stuff for the second or third time. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. So um. And there's nothing wrong with my CD copy of most of these albums. Well, yeah, it's a. It, well, it's I wasn't going to do yeah, this. Yeah. I swear I wasn't going to go back, and I'm not going to. Not like I'm. It's not like I'm going to buy everything, but right. It's right. definitely, and you know, I'm really. I got some shows coming up, and I'm already going. Oh, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to hope they got copies of that. I hope they got. Copies. It's just like, man, I know I'm going to buy a bunch of crap too. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. Like I, I might as well just like take my. I have a record bag, you know, like a, like a. It's sort of like a drawstring bag made to hold records mm-hmm. i should just take that <laughs> take that with me when i go to a show you know yeah true enough yeah we'll have a hard case or something so it doesn't get wrecked during the show you know, so you don't have to take go. it outside to your whack, car whack somebody in the head if they're pissing me off and yeah me there, you, there you go and then you look like a dj just put some stickers on it and no no one will you'll be you have to get in for free <laughs> exactly I, can put, I, can fill, I, I just won't have any records in there. i'll just fill it with pbr save yeah. a couple bucks <laughs> fill it with ice and pbr <laughs> well talking about gigs did you want to? You wanted to talk about that, right? About some yeah, of the, we got uh, We got hundreds we gotta of get shows we've come, come be, coming up. So it's been so slow. I don't know about Chicago. Chicago never gets too slow, but so brutally slow. I went to a show at the end of December, which was the annual Muster Plug Christmas show, and I really haven't been to a big show since. And there's been some good little local shows, but I've not been doing a very good job of getting out to them. But all of a sudden, April comes by, and you know this. Even it starts really at the end of March, and there are so many shows that I, I just can't make it to them all, I don't think. And I was going to say we should reach out to our loyal listeners, at, uh, and they can get a hold of us, of course, at Punk Till I Die Podcast on Facebook or Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. And they got, they got to help us figure out what shows we're going to go to here. Yeah, definitely. I already have tickets for a bunch of them, but... I, I just don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to skip some. So I, I have a list here. You want me to go over my list first? And I know yeah. you have a list too. Yeah, you go over your list for Grand Rapids or you know, uh, the, uh, Michigan area, whatever. Well, and the problem the problem is, you know, so a lot of these shows are doing Detroit and Chicago too, but I sort of had to prioritize the local shows over them because it's so cheap. You know, it's 15 bucks and go drink a couple of beers. If I go to Chicago or I go to Detroit, I'm gonna spend the night. It's gonna be a major. Of course, a major. Yeah. Yeah, Unless, yeah, you know, if I crash at your house, it makes it a little easier, and you know, a little cheaper, obviously. But the fact of the matter is, that's kind of a pain too. And then you know, you got you got a job and a life and everything else. So, so here's here's what we got going on. Here's what I got going on so far. On the twenty first of March, now this I already have tickets for, courtesy of our friend Matt. 
I'm going to go down to Logansport, Indiana to see the Queers and a bunch of other bands at the at the State Theater. So that one's definitely locked in. I've already got a hotel room. I've already got the tickets. Here's the one coming up the following weekend with Saturday, which you're probably going to say skip this one, and I might, but it's sort of interesting to me. It's in a small little club here in GR. It's Life of Agony with Doyle. So, Life of Agony, I don't, know. Know. I don't Doyle know. I don't know who that is. Was not the original Misfits guitar player, but he's. You don't know who Doyle is? No, oh, I Life don't, of Agony. I, no, Life of Agony. Life of no, Life of Agony. Yeah, I don't know who that is. That's it's they're like a New York kind of medley band. They have a transgender singer, if that makes a difference. Okay. Um, but it's sort of an interesting show to me. I've never seen Doyle do a solo thing, so I'm sort of, like I said, it's like a 500-seater. It costs all of like 17 bucks or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's on a Saturday night, which is always a big plus, but I, I don't know if I'll go to that one or skip it. That's on the 28th of March, which is Saturday. Um, and I already have tickets for Sloppy Seconds in Chicago and Green Bay on back-to-back night. That's a done deal. Hotels are booked. That's That's definitely good to go. That's April, April 3rd, right? April 3rd and April 4th. I'm going to be in St. Louis the following week and the subhumans are playing at the red flag and i'm gonna order as soon as i get off with you i'm gonna order tickets for that that's a done deal i i'm gonna take my son my 15 year old son and we're definitely gonna go see that and then the 14th back in grand rapids is teenage bottle rocket which is uh, i think a wednesday or it's the middle of the week and i actually have tickets for that already teenage bottle rocket the lippies and tightwear i'm looking forward to that it's a tuesday or wednesday or whatever midweek show but it's local 20 minutes away definitely going to that and then at the beginning of may uh against me and baroness are co-headlining here in town which is your baroness uh i don't know who that is no illusion you yeah you did it's for kind a second of, kind of medley I'm, i don't know what it's kind of medley i don't know what kind of a weird double bill this is but i will probably go to that too because it's local saturday night and then Annie Flag on the sixth of May, and I already have tickets for that, so I'm going to that. Dude, just and, talk, just talking about that a second. Now, I don't know if you've heard that latest Anti Flag album, but goddamn, it is bad. Did I talk about that last week? I don't think so, but I think we talked about it personally, you know, Holy privately. Holy shit! He put that on. It is so overproduced, and it just does not sound like them at they've all. Been, they've been headed that way the last. Oh few years. my god! It is. Ugh. Okay. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not a huge Anti Flag fan. <laughs> I, a bad cop, bad cop is opening. I like them more. Right. But you know the funny thing? I, I listened to some bad cop, bad cop, and once again, I think I like them live, but they are they're overproduced. Their records overproduced. Mm-hmm. Too slick. Now, okay. So now keep keep that in mind because I want to talk live. about that again in a, in a little bit about the overproduced thing. But I'm so sorry. I go ahead. Enjoy them live, and I will go see them. And I like yeah, yeah. like eighteen bucks or something. I don't know who I will take. My son or. Somebody, I don't know, whoever wants to go. The Cobb Cats are playing the 7th at a real small place. And now you're more of a rockabilly, psychabilly guy than I am. So I am. that one is probably going to get skipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Less Than Jake and Lagwagon are playing in Lansing. Mm. Don't have tickets for that. I'm probably going to try to go to that. And Dropkick Murphys and Rancid are playing locally here again. And that's actually on my birthday. And I got tickets for that already. So I'm definitely going to that. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not a huge the less than Jake Lagwagon thing. Uh, Mass Intruders opening. Oh, because that makes it interesting to me. So right that, there. it does make it interesting, and it's funny. I've been listening to Lagwagon. I never really got into Lagwagon, but I've been listening to him at work a little bit, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Less than Jake, eh, not really my thing. Right. But the other one that hurts me the most, because this is probably going to get skipped, is the GBH MDC tour. Right. 
they're doing i want to say detroit on a friday friday the 8th of may and chicago on the 9th of may and i really want to see that show but i think that's just going to be the one that gets lost in the shuffle um because there's so many and it's the least convenient of the bunch right but it makes me sad. I know, I you know, originally I was going to, you know, I was trying to convince you to come up here and we were going to go to, maybe we could go to GBH in Detroit and then maybe go to Lagwagon in Lansing or whatever. But the helicopters I know are playing um, the eight, on the 8th on a Friday. I know, or not the helicopters, the uh, meteors. Yep. Yeah. And I know you're going to that. Oh, or yeah. To to 100%. That, so. 100% yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's just, we don't have, we haven't had shows forever and now they're like competing days and i'm sure there's somebody one right now going oh boo-hoo there's too many shows right no it's true no it's, well, but i just wish they would spread out a little bit over some yeah well no that that's a hundred percent because are you done because now i'll go i'll go through my list yeah no go ahead yeah I mean, i'm sure you have twice as many available to you as i do so it's it's, it's ridiculous so you were right i I haven't been to any shows recently either, really. The only ones that have been that I was semi-interested in was Soul Asylum on Valentine's Day. I didn't go to that. And then Radioactivity played a few days later. I didn't go to that either because that was like a Tuesday and I wasn't driving down to Empty Bottle on a Tuesday. Um, so coming up, yeah, Wire is coming up in a in a few days, actually. At the Metro, Where are they playing at? at the, they're playing the Metro. Um huh. I mean, it's a little artsy fartsy for me, but that's kind of cool. I mean, you would say so, but they don't play any of their old stuff. Like, oh, no, they, they, they don't do pick flag stuff at all. No, they. they that's keep, really what you want here. And they keep recording new albums, and and the new albums get less and less interesting by the by the by the release. So mm. I probably will not be going to that. But uh, okay, so stepping up to the end of March, though. Okay, so we got. Um, now, what day are we going to the uh, Logan Sport thing? That's on a Saturday, the twenty first. Twenty first, okay. So the night, so the day before, on Friday, they're playing Reggie's. The queers, yeah, the queers, the queers are, are playing yeah, with the Dolly Rots at Reggie's on uh, on that Friday. If, the 20th. if I wasn't fearful of running out of quarters, I would uh, try to make a weekend of it. But I just, I got too much travel coming up, and I just need to kind of yeah. pick my battles, you know. Yeah. Because I even forgot. Well, there's one more, Neil. The the sick of it all. Uh, Right, agnostic, agnostic front. front. Yeah, well, I'll get to that in a and second. And I think that's going to be list. lost in the shuffle for me too. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So okay, so we got the thing in Logan Sport with the queers. We're going to be going to that on the twenty first. Um, sloppy seconds at Reggie's on April third. Then off with the heads at Beat Kitchen on April. 4th. Off with the heads sold out, Neil. I think you're going to be screwed. Yeah, you can still get sick. I mean, if I wanted to, I would. I don't. Know if, I'm just saying these are some of the gigs. So yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, the sloppy seconds one I'm going to off with the heads probably not on the fourth. Uh, then on the 10th of April, the Subhumans at Subterranean. I'm going yeah, to that. I have tickets already. Is, it, is that a weekend? Um, so that's a Friday. That is a Friday, yes. That's yeah, a yeah, Friday. I'm seeing, them on the, I'm seeing them on the 9th in St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. And so the day after, so I'm going to that in Subterranean. The day after that, Teenage Bottle Rocket play Chop Shop in Chicago on the 11th. I'm going to that. I already have tickets. Yep. Um, then fast forward another couple of weeks towards the end of April, we got the chats playing House of Blues. I'm not going to go to that because it's at House of Blues and House of Blues can can <laughs> suck a dick. Um, um, so I'm not going to go they to can't... that. What's that? Cost you several thousand dollars for that service. I said they might <laughs> yes, suck they it, but it'll cost them cost you seven thousand several thousand dollars for that service. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, and then I might even get a yeah. seat if I do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm probably going to skip that. But then talking of Australians, uh, Emil and the Sniffers are playing on May first at Lincoln Hall. I have tickets for that. Um, that's a Friday. Then two days later on April on May third, Agnostic Front uh, with Sick of It All at Subterranean. 
Now, what um, day is that? I was thinking that's that was a Sunday. A Sunday. That's a Sunday. Okay, so, Amal and Estef is on a Friday, Agnostic Front on the Sunday. That might be doable. You yeah. want a house guest that Sunday? I don't yeah. know. We'll see. That's we'll, fine. We'll look. So that's so that's the, now now they start coming uh, thick and furious. So that's the Sunday the third. Then uh, that anti-flag show they're coming through town on Cobra Lounge on the third. So you you, you gonna you think about hitting that one or is that one probably gonna get skipped? That's gonna get skipped. I I was going. That's why I got downloaded that new anti-flag album to to get prepared to go Once to that show. Once you heard that, it was off. Once I heard it, I'm not fucking going to that because Cobra Lounge is a great venue. It's a great small venue. Well, you know, the difference, The difference, and I'm sorry to interrupt you in the middle here, but the difference between Grand Rapids and Chicago is if there's a good punk show coming to Grand Rapids, I'm going to go even if I'm not really crazy about the bands because I want them to book more shows like that. Mm-hmm. It's such a different scene. Everybody's coming to Chicago. You, If you don't go, nobody cares, you know? And, to, and Tom, and, and, I, if, and I'm if, only one or two people. I mean, I'm only talking one or two people difference. I understand that, but I just, I always support the local shows. No, I, I, I hear that. And if this had been any other month, I would probably have gone anyway, but there are yeah. so many shows in May that that's why yeah, I'm going to skip. Because, okay, Anti-Flag's on the Thursday. Then the next night, the Friday, the 8th, that's the Meteors at Reggie's and the Kings of Psychobilly, and I am going to that. That is going to be amazing. Um, I haven't seen the Meteors since probably 85, 86. So now, that's do, you, gonna be... do you drag your daughter to that, or she... are you going to be the, the old guy loner? No, she's a huge Meteors fan, too. Oh, okay. And okay. we never thought we'd see them. We never thought they'd... They tour sure. occasionally on the West Coast, but uh, we never thought I'd see them play Chicago again. But they're, uh, cool. yeah, they're, they're playing here. So, and the funny thing is, and, and it's just how these things have all fucking um, come up on each other. The Meteors are playing Reggie's the same night. The Coffin Cats are playing Brow House um, in town. So you that's, don't want to on, drive that's all the way out there anyway. Well, no, no, that's a drag of a venue. But I'm just saying. What, you know, is the venue no good? No, it's the one um, I went to. I've never to. been to the venue, but I mean, I, they have some cool shows occasionally. Not regularly, but it's occasionally. An, it's, it's an hour, hour and a half out of town, and yeah. it's a, on, the, on the way home. There's just cop cars like waiting, like on the street, waiting to fucking pick people up. So it's funny, man. An hour and a half, you'd be shocked how far I could get in an hour and a half. You know, I can get past Lansing in an hour and a half. You yeah. Know? So, but anyway, it's just a drag that this, the, the two psychobilly bands are playing the same night, you know, with different venues. Um, I'm so sure it's a drag for them too, for the Coffee yeah. Cats too. Yes. You know, for sure. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and move that. But anyway, so anti flag on the Thursday, Meteors on the f- anti flag on the Thursday, Meteors on the Friday. On the Saturday is the GBH MDC show. <laughs> so that's three shows in three nights. Can you drive down to Reggie's two nights in a row? I don't uh, know. I, I don't know. Um, seen, I've never seen GBH. That's why. That's a that's a big one for me. I would really like to see that, but I, I think it's going to get skipped. But on the same night, there's the Bouncing Souls Leftover Crack Pew 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 show at Dirty Nellies. I see. That would be fun, too, but that's easier to skip because it's yeah. way out in the middle of nowhere and... I'm not. I never got into leftover crack too much. No, me me neither. I don't like him. I, mean, I don't hate him or anything. Shows. I just never really got into him. Um, but it's just funny. Again, two shows same night. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, so... they're doing Detroit too. I totally forgot about that. That's another one on the list. I totally forgot about. Yeah. So then, fast forward to the next week. Uh. So that's this. That would be the Saturday. Would be the ninth. So fast forward to Tuesday. We got Good Riddance, Death by Stereo, and Clowns on Tuesday at Beat Kitchen. Beat Kitchen's my favorite venue in the city, so I am going to that because I also like Clowns because uh, our boy Ricky Frankel introduced us to Clowns, didn't he? Good there was this is pretty medley for you there, Neil. Like, well, they Not you know, um, they're okay though. They're cool. I'm going for Clowns basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, we might talk about Good Riddance again in a little bit, or maybe we'll save that for next week. But anyway, that's a Tuesday. 
Um, and then, yeah, Rancid, Dropkick Murphys are playing somewhere. I mean, obviously, that's a big show. I'm probably not going to go to that one. But um, then there's a post-punk band from Ukraine called Molchat Doma, who I love. They're playing yeah. Empty Bottle on Wednesday. Um, Andrew Jackson Jihad at Metro the following Thursday, the 21st. There's uh, no way, right? No, especially because Peg Boy is playing the following night. I would say I'd rather go see Annie Flag five nights in a row to go see Andrew <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, Jihad. yeah, yeah. Another personal. I'm sure they're great guys. Yeah. I'm sure they're wonderful humans. Uh, so Peg Boy are playing two nights. They're playing a Friday and a Saturday night at Beat Kitchen on the 22nd and 23rd. And then, but then the I'm, I can't go to the 23rd show because my boys, the Darkness, are playing on the 23rd at mm. Park West. I'll be going to that with with uh, yeah with I'll, one of the best live bands I've seen in decades, I have to say. Mm. And then just announced the other day, the Business are playing uh, yeah, June 9th about, at Reggie's. Um, we talked about this one. This is a tough one yep. because it's kind of like the Buzzcocks thing going on right now. Yeah, but it is the it is the original band except for Mickey Fitz, right? And the plan yeah, with the, Barstool but Preachers. Mickey Fitz was the driving force behind that band for at least the last twenty five years. He was. Um, I could, I was thinking, you know, about... and as a, and all those guys have been long gone, and I and I'm sure they all couldn't get along to do like a proper reunion <laughs> while he was alive. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but it, it's interesting, and of course, the Barstool Preachers opening is huge, man. But that's right. another one. You know, when we talk about when I'm trying to put these pieces together about what I can and can't do, it's like on a Tuesday night. Right. So I could go to work Tuesday, drive down, and but I got to take Wednesday off. You right. know, that's the thing, too. You know, you can pull it off because you're close enough, but I'm too old to drive home three hours. And I'm too old to drive home three hours, right? Just just right there is enough. <laughs> yeah. Not no, it. I hear you. No. But I'm I hear you not definitely. I'm going to go to work the next day. My yeah. daughter and I a couple times did the Detroit thing where we shot down, went and saw a show on a Friday night, and drove back. But I'll tell you what, man, I get an hour from home and I'm just about going to kill us. Yeah. No, I hear you there. That, that's so for I just, sure. I just can't do it. And, then, yeah. and once again, you got the expense of, you know, maybe I can stay with you if, if it worked out. That'd be cool. But uh, but the expense of driving down, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's kind of expensive. Yeah, and that's an early show for for June, so I'm sure there's going to be a shit ton more stuff coming Pretty up in much. June as well. So and we'll you hate see. To start buying tickets because then all of a sudden you never yeah. know. I mean, there might be something, two things on the same night. You know? Yeah. So of all those shows I just mentioned, I have tickets for Sloppy Seconds, April third, The Subhumans, April tenth, Teenage Bottle Rocket, April eleventh, Amel and the Sniffers, May first, The Meteors, May eighth, Good Riddance, Death Row, Stereo and Clowns on May twelfth. Uh, the that show's going to irritate you. I, I can tell you right now, you're going to be irritated at that show. Well, the reason, main reason I'm going is Clowns, because I love that Clowns album that uh, Ricky introduced us to. Yep. So yep. that's the main reason I'm going. Yep. Um, but anyway, I tell you what, we've so those are the ones I've got tickets to, and some of these other ones, I'll decide probably how I feel on the night on if I'm going to go. And it's nice to be spoiled for choice like that. It really is. It really right? is, but it's just like, man, because you watch August, there won't be one good show. You know, it's just you wish it yeah. was yeah. 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 spread out a little more, because, you know, yeah, all your traveling and all your time and all your money and all my wife being irritated with me, it's nice to spread that, spread that out over the course of the year a little bit. Yeah, and the funny thing is people in England are probably saying, like, well, you... you, you I know. mean, like I said, I'm sure there's somebody somewhere going, oh. Yeah, for sure. And they'll, and they'll probably also say, you know, well, you you live by Chicago. That'll just take 15 minutes to get into the city. Not understanding that to drive to the south side of the city, uh, especially in rush hour or something, I could, you might be looking at an hour and a half right there. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not a fun drive. Well, um, like I said, I know these are bad. These are good problems to have. Yes, they are for sure. But, but like I definitely. said, unfortunately for me, like the GBH, the one band that I would call a bucket list band of all those ones we talked about, the only one that I haven't seen, I'm probably not going to make it to. You the know? GBH MTC, even though it's on a Saturday. 
Well, it's just they have so much going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I'd say, uh, and like I said, they're doing Detroit on Friday. That might be a little more realistic, and then come back and maybe catch the other one on Saturday. But once again, I gotta—I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So you what? Why do you play a song? I'm gonna play a song. I'm gonna do more than that. I'm gonna play a song, and then I'm going to—I need like a two-minute break. Okay. And okay. We'll, so you can either come back and talk by yourself, or you can—I um, don't know, whatever technological wizardry you want to wake up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Once again, seeing the sausage, seeing the sausage made. I think I have about fifteen minutes before my family comes trampling in and makes a ton of noise. So okay, um, but I want to do. I've been wanting to play some Angry Samoans. I love that band so much. Bucket list band for me. Never, never managed to see them. They played Detroit maybe five years ago, and I did not get over. Maybe more than that, even. Um, so let's do. Uh, all their songs are so great, and I definitely want to save some for the dirty episode. But let's do the. Uh, let's do my old man's a fat so from the classic Back from Samoa album. I need a little rubber room, I need space, man, that ain't all. Yeah, get on the first thing, you know, the folks up on my case. Put it out with the dishes out, put the trash back in its place. Someday when I'm a man, gonna put them in their place. Just my old man, the fat though, set a pot belly for a mouse. Be my old man, the fat though, you know he owns this house. Space. I don't feel like a prisoner, I don't feel like a bastard case. I hear the radio, I just can't, you know I found my place. Yeah, get a job, get the dishes out, get the trash back in its place. Now that I'm a man, I'm gonna piss right in their face. Cause my old man's a fatso, he's got a bad joke for a mouth. My old man's a fatso, but you know he owns this house. Okay, so that was uh, My Old Man's a Fatso by the Angry Samoans from the classic, classic album, Back from Samoa. And if you haven't heard that, you should, because that is an American punk rock classic. What we used to call hardcore back in those days, right, Tom? I really wanted to to play They Saved Hitler's Cock, but I think we'll save that for another time. Yeah, I mean, that's another classic. I mean, every every track on that goddamn album is classic. It's funny, you look it up, the the album is less than 18 minutes long. (laughs) Right. It's got 14 songs on. Yeah. Now, what I always found interesting about I mean, that is their, their first. There's a couple that stretch out a little bit, but yeah, um, their 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 first EP. Um, I forget what songs were on that first EP that they put out. You know, the 12 inch EP that they had. Inside my head, or in yeah, my head? yeah, inside my head, yeah. So what I find interesting about that is um, it uses the same cover on the album as Antipasti used on their first seven inch. Oh, the the hatchet head. The, yeah, the woman. girl, the girl with the 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 true crime photo with the girl with a hatchet in her head. Yeah, that's um, a classic classic photo. I've seen it used since too. That's uh... yeah. Um, 
but I so I always wondered which one came first. Like, did they get the same idea at the same time, or did Anti Pasty rip off the Angry Samoans, or vice versa? You know, well, what I, I mean? think that was about eighty or eighty-one. What year was the Anti Pasty album? Same, same year. Okay, <laughs> it was a seven-inch. Um, I think it was the. Uh, huh. Yeah, I can't well, remember. by by sheer inches, I give it to the Angry Samoans. Yeah, so that and that and that's an amazing EP as well. I mean, it's got Right Side of My Mind, Hot Cars, Inside My Brain, You Stupid Asshole, um, amazing. I've got a. I've got a um, a CD that you'd love. It's called the Unbox Set, and it literally has like their first four LPs on a seventy-five minute CD. I know you love that. Yeah, but I mean, but I but... also have the Drastic Plastic two hundred gram pressing of the Back from Small album because it literally. I mean, it. I hate to say top ten, top fifty, whatever, because once you start actually writing it down, it kind of makes your head explode. But it's definitely a very, very favorite of mine. Yeah, they were. They, so both those came out um, in nineteen eighty. Anti Pasty for Soul Points. And it uses exactly the same uh, cover as the uh, mm. as the Angry Samoans one. Anyway, but talking about that, so um, yeah, the production fast and um, it's it's rough and ready. It's but it sounds amazing, right? That first yeah. Angry Samoans is classic. And this this brings us back to something you were talking about yeah. earlier. Um, I can't remember which band it was, but you said they sounded super overproduced or something like that. It's bad cop, bad cop was the one I was talking yeah. about specifically, yeah. but Annie Flag definitely just falls into this category yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. And okay, and so I, I'm going to go and see this Good Riddance show. I was just talking about it because Clowns is playing. So I thought, oh, you know what, Good Riddance. I've never really heard them that much. I'll I'll give them a listen. So I listened to an album. They released an album last year, and uh, I think it was their first album in a, in a few years. Um, and I tell you, man, it is just that it's that same thing, right? Um, the songs are all, you know, politically ba- uh, based, and um, I'm sure they're nice guys and their hearts are in the right place and that kind of thing. But it is so overproduced that it, it takes all the energy out of the record. You know what I mean? It's just like the guitars are so down in the mix and the vocals. He's, I mean, he could be singing about going on vacation to Mexico, you know? I mean, these are all politically. No, they're not. They're all politically charged songs, right? It's all about how bad the president is and how shitty things are and all well, that kind origi- of thing. There's right? original thought. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Uh, so you know, there's, also there's, C1980. There's, there's there's punk rock themes in there, but it's just so the production is just so it's everything is so overproduced and too nice and too slick. Um, the album is called Thoughts and Prayers. Um, came out in Fat Wreck 2019. Yep. Um, and but they like, were one of those. They're one of those bands that were the kind of the standard bearer of that, what you'd call the epiphat sound in the '90s, right? I mean, yeah. they were they were one of those bands, and they had a couple classic albums they, like that. Like you hear the song like Mother Superior, it's pretty cool. They had some great songs. No yeah, question. but I mean, and there's probably some good. I mean, I've listened to this album twice now. I think, and there's probably some good songs on there, but it's just it's it doesn't sound like punk rock to me. It just doesn't. There's no anger. There's no... Like, I want some anger in the vocals. If you're singing about something that makes you fucking angry, then sound like you're angry. Make the Put the guitars up front. Make it... Oh, yep. It's just... Now, just... See, once again, I'm going to sound like a broken record because we've talked about this, but it's the same thing that irritates me about the Bad Religion records, yeah. the No Effects records, everything else. You're exactly right. Back in the 80s, and I don't, the vocals were strained and loud and had emotion in them. Now, because technology is so good, yeah, they lower the guitars in the mix, they lower the drums in the mix. I, I guess it's not really a technology thing. It's just a choice thing. But yeah, the singers are just like singing... It, it, that, they don't have that the emotion, the exasperation, the sort of well, anger, anger in their voice. There's no anger yeah. at all. I mean, like I say, he could be singing about his listen trip to, to Cozumel. Listen to, you new, know? listen to the new Ian MacKay band and prepare to be disappointed. 
okay, because what, what I was going to say. you want to hear him scream, you know? Yeah, and, and I know people will I say, I, I know. Older. I know people will say, well, how, what, you don't know what you're talking about. This was recorded. Uh, Bill Stevenson produced this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't care. It doesn't sound Bill, like punk Bill rock Stevenson's to me. Bill a great producer, but the fact of the matter is he, everybody's trying to sound like what he did. So it has gotten homogenized, you know? Right. I mean, it almost sounds like to me on the mixing board, they have a thing called punk rock and all the settings are exactly the same for every goddamn <laughs> Just band. Just push a button and yep. it goes right to the... Yeah, right and it goes, it goes like that. It takes the guitars down in but, the mix oh, and takes the vocals out, you know? Almost all my favorite records, yes, the singers were yelling at some point. Yeah. I mean, like I say, if, you, if you're writing angry music, then you should sound goddamn angry. You but, but the problem is you got these... Okay, so you got a guy like Greg Greg Gaffin, right? Greg Graffin? Graffin? Gaffin? Graffin. Well, but the Bad Religion, Religion dude, right? Yeah. Yes. He's a good singer. I mean, for punk rock singers especially, he's a good singer, right? Yeah. But he's also older. He doesn't want to yell and scream anymore. And it's But it definitely takes a little bit of the power out of the music. And I love that religion, man. I, I've seen him a bunch of times, you know, would love to see him again, but it, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. But they probably, when you get older and you and I, I, I can testify to this because I, I was a singer in my bands, right? And I could do it five nights in a row and just scream my head off and not have any problem. But now, like if I go see another band play and sing along, I'm hoarse for a week. Yeah. So the ability to do that, I think it's just, these guys have to take better care of themselves. You just don't have the physical stamina. And I used to smoke too, you know, Listen, well, the stu- this is in the studio though. So we're not talking like he's coming out of a six month yeah. tour yeah, or something like that. that. You might be might scream for a day. You might have to not be able to do it for a week. Fine. Then, if, then that's the take you put on the record. And what I was going to say was, tour? yeah. If I this- guess. No, I, I mean I agree. I mean I, I I like that sound more, but you know it is what it is. And once again, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to just admit that you know we've been left behind well no no because this. because there are, there are there are bands doing it like i i've talked about Smogtown and uh and gross Paluta a lot on on this podcast but like i listened to their record and they sound fucking pissed off huh. um chavez sounds even, sounds even pissed the, off email the sniffers that yeah. woman sounds pretty chafed a lot of times exactly and and you know and and that's and that's a good example you know the album. But they're it, very it, young, yeah, very young. It might not be. It might might not be produced that well, or even like the chats. It doesn't have to be overproduced to the to the you know to that nth degree, like like this shit is, and making it sound slick. And it's funny. I look back at the Punk News review of this album, and they gave it they gave it three and a half stars. Um, but they were talking. But they were talking about the production as being a high point. That it sounds slick and slick and professional. I don't want it to sound fucking slick and but professional. Yeah, this is punk, punk rock. Li- but if you came into punk rock from listening to Green Day or Blink-182, you know, you have a different standard than what we do. Because I always say, as even though I was way too young to be into first wave punk rock, you know, I was born in 1973. So I heard the first wave stuff about 1987. So it was already 10 years old, but that was my entry point was the Sex Pistols, the Clash, the Ramones. These kids now, what's their entry point? Green Day, Blink-182, you know, yeah, maybe. Newfound Glory, worse, you yeah. know, something even worse. Yeah. So it's it's what they were used to. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the, man, you look at the, like the first couple Ramones albums, they sound so crystal clear, but there's no slickness to it, you know? Right. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the word. Want. Yes. You yeah. want, or the, or maybe even the Sex Pistols might even be a bad. No, I I just I just think like the sex... my understanding is that they record the guitars over and over and over. Well, well, yeah, but that's my that that was actually going to be a perfect point. I was actually going to make that point is if they went in to record, um, never mind the bollocks now with like Bill Stevenson in one of those studios, Steve Jones guitars wouldn't sound like that. 
yeah. the, the guitars well, would be completely dialed down, and they and they'd fucking auto tune Johnny's voice. It wouldn't sound bollocks. Well, wouldn't it, sound at all my, like it did. My understanding is now nobody. And I might have already said this, so I apologize if people are hearing this for the second time. My understanding is nobody does studio recordings anymore where the drummer doesn't have a metronome in their ear. Mm. So it doesn't have a swing. You know, sometimes it would, I mean, you listen to some of these old records, the speed would, would vary. Yes. You know, but, yep. you know, you couldn't record the song Minor Threat with a freaking metronome. Right. I right. mean, it slows down, and then he just beats the crap out of, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. No, I, I I agree. So you know, the music if, has lost a certain amount of soul with technology. So if if we've got some uh, suggestions to make to any young bands out there or people in bands, if you're recording something and what they play back at the end that doesn't sound like how you envisioned it or what you sound like live, go back and fucking record it again, because you don't want to come out with that slick, professional sound. You want it to be raw and you want it to be angry. If you're singing about angry things, you want to make it sound like you're angry about something. So I don't know. That's just my takeaway. If, if, if you if you want to slap Tom and Neil on as executive producers and have a <laughs> list your yes. list your records, say get rid of all this crap. Get rid of you know just yell and stop layering everything up and stop making it sound. It's just I think it's just the whole digital era, man. It's just it's it's sort of screwed things up. And I once again I know we sound like a couple of freaking old old farts and we don't care <laughs> no but it, it doesn't but it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have yeah. to be that way and like i said yep. I'm, I'm 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 looking at you uh smog town for that you you sound pissed off about everything you do and i fucking love it guitar well, you... guitar is fucking up in the speakers and Chavez is screaming about new wave stuff in la or whatever neighborhood he's in and it sounds amazing you know, it's right up in your face. You know, so I'll go. Well, I'll, I'll go back to the Motorhead song yeah, I just played. Chat, like, well, you know, yeah. Well, you you mentioned the Chats, yeah, and I think that's a good example of a band that feels very loose, very stripped down. But you know, you watch, you find out like it's because they have like a stripped down filter they put on. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a digital process. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, record so... it, then they put this digital process over the top. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So this is actually going to play into the last song I want to play. So another thing I was going to say is, you know, people might say, well, good riddance, you know, the songs are really fast. And um, I would say, you know what? It doesn't have to be super fast to be punk rock. It doesn't. And the song I'm going to play right now. Oh, no, you're going to play Pink Floyd, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm going to play The Effigies. I'm going to play the song Below the Drop. Nice. Um, which is, I think, from The Haunted Town. Eh, which EP is that from? Um, don't know. I think it's it's I from it's, their stuff is so hard to get. Right. I don't have any of their stuff. It's the uh, I know it's the first EP. Um, I think it is the Haunted Town EP. Is it the body bag one? The one with body bag? No, it's um, it's the first track on the Haunted Haunted Town EP from 1981. So okay. the F the Effigies out of Chicago. So this is a perfect example of it's not a fast song, um, but everything about it sounds tense and angry. And um, you will listen to it, and you just get caught up in it. And again, it's not super fast, and it doesn't have to be. You will listen to it, but it's still super, super Sounds powerful. Like a yeah, but you, yes, you will. You, you will. will en- you it. will enjoy it. Yes, so this exactly. is this is John Casdy and the boys, um, the effigies with haunted town ta- uh, from with below the drop from 1981.
So there you go. That was the effigies uh, with Below the Drop. Not me. If that's the first time you've heard the effigies, you should really check them out. Great, great early punk band from Chicago. Um, I can hear Along with Naked Reagan. So yes. they got that classic Chicago, big shoulders, uh, muscular sound. But uh, you'll see what I mean once you listen to that song. It is just super tense, super dynamic, but it's not fast, you know. Um, anyway, I love it. So uh, anyway, well, I think we're I think we're running out of stuff, Tom. We're coming into the end well, of you know, episode it's 20. Because, you know, we've had guests, so we actually, it felt kind of fresh today because we kind of had a little bit of time that we, it hadn't just been the two of us. So I actually... Feel like we, uh, you know, kind of renewed us by having guests on and you know giving us a little yeah. more topic. So yeah, yep, so I don't yep. know if we'll have somebody next week or not. We will see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll be twenty-one, but, uh, so we might decide to do the uh, drinking show. Yeah, yeah, the the over the, the legal show or something like that. Yeah, the uh, politically incorrect we're, legal show. We're gonna like vape. We're gonna do everything <laughs> that you could do when you're twenty-one. Rent a car. Yeah, we're gonna really celebrate. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway. It's been a pleasure as usual, Neil. And uh, hey, Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Um, and, and Punk Till I Die 77 at gmail.com. Send us some email, people. We haven't had an email in a while. So just tell us if you I like just, the show, just, don't like the show, you know. Our timing is perfect because I think I just heard the garage door open. So okay. anyway, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you all next week. Yep. See you next week. Stay free. All that good kind of stuff. Bye. Bye. Yeah.